When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a eleven, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's boots and whiskey podcast at gmail.com. Mr. Swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you. Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Today's episode, I am super excited for. Um, This is... a. You know, I, I probably say it a bunch, but this is a conversation that was waiting to happen. Um, I met Jared, oh God, back in December. Um, Jared is a local. He is a diamond in the rough, I'm going to say. And I hope he doesn't take offense to that or me saying that. But this dude is a modern day renaissance man. And I say that not kidding. I don't say that tongue in cheek. I say that because Jared is the goddamn quintessential person that ladies, if he was single, you would want to bring home to mom. Okay. Jared is an author. He is a doctor by trade and he's a musician. He, he gets all three boxes that mom wants you to have. He makes us all look bad, is what he does. Um, I've gotten to know Jared Reiner in the best possible way over the last few months, and somebody I consider a dear friend. Um, He's a local. You're not going to see original music from Jared right now. That hopefully will come, right? You're not going to see original music. And you know what? 
I don't care. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't care. He's a local guy out of Connecticut who has a weekly residency at Off the Rails. Our friends over at Off the Rails who have just opened their absolutely gorgeous music venue. Um, They opened it up this past weekend. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this past weekend. My days are getting all confused, everyone. This past weekend with Sawyer Brown, they had Ricky Duran and Liam Coleman. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable start to their new venue there. Um, but you can find Jared every Wednesday night at Off the Rails playing playing his songs. And he he has the voice of an angel is really what it comes down to. And I'm, I'm probably kissing his ass real bad right now, right? But... It is what it is. You're going to hear in the next hour plus, you know, we had a fucking, again, excuse my language, but a great conversation, him and I. And, you know, at first I wasn't sure what the hell we were even going to talk about because, um, because I, I, I just, just didn't know. Um, but we talked about his books. Um, his book was just released April 26th, The Devil in These Hills. He was sweet enough to send me a copy quite a while ago you know so thank you jared for that and i'm i'm almost done it and you're gonna hear a lot about it in this conversation um but the conversation doesn't do it justice this book is fan freaking tastic um you know i'm flipping through it right now and looking at it and it's such a good book it's such a such a good book it's you know and you know what i love it You'll hear it, and I know I'm going off. I'm going off the rails, no pun intended, um, with this little intro. But Jared and I also had a conversation about, um, you know, doings in the world as well. And you can tell that we were on. We might be on the same page, but with some things, but not on the same page with things. And I think I lo- I love that actually, because it's a it's an authentic conversation. And I'm, again, I can't thank you, Jared, enough for it. You know, for for what is supposed to be a music background, whatever show, you know, we really got into some background with Jared and it was absolutely incredible. Um, Before we start the episode, I want to just do a shout out to Wojcik's Farm and the country jam that we're going to be a part of. You're going to hear a little bit about that here in a minute, as well as our friends over at CMV. Uh, We do a little plug there for them, too, before the conversation starts. Um... But, you know, thank you to all of our friends at Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Soul Authentic, um, Matthew Allen Photography. Um, thank you guys so much. Without you, this, you know, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. Um, so if you get through those few commercials, I appreciate it. And um, you'll hear from Jared and myself on the other side. And then we'll uh, we'll come back and, and wrap up everything. And and hopefully you'll you'll come back and listen to us again next week. So... Without further ado, some commercials. Jared Reiner, see you in a few. Hey guys, just firmly a reminder, we are coming up on our one year Boots and Whiskey podcast anniversary. We are kicking it off. A great celebration, June 11th, Country Jam, Wojcik's Farm, 65 Milk Street, Blackstone, Massachusetts. This is a 21 plus event from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. Cat Country is going to be there out of Providence. Come check it out. Get your tickets. You'll be able to see Wendy and the Cultivators, Pete Tyler Band, Trigger South, the Pub Kings, Goat Roper Band, Houston Bernard, 
and Timmy Brown will be our headliner. It's going to be a hell of a night. Get your tickets. You're not going to want to miss it. June 11th, Country Jam, Wojcik's Farm. We'll see you there. I also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at CMV Music Network for sponsoring today's episode and helping us bring it to you. Always remember CMV Music Network. It's where musicians come to play. How you doing, man? I'm good. good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Nice, man. It's so nice to talk to you and have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So like I told you, this is all about you. I guess, All right. I, like, I, you know, for those of us that are tuning in for the first time to hear Jared, like, this is this is no holds barred. This is just. All right. I have no idea what's going to happen. So. <laughs> All right. I'm. I'm pretty. Um, I'm pretty. That's a pretty good subject for me to talk about. I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with that one. Awesome. Right? So tell. So tell us about <laughs> you and who you are and what you're doing and. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a. I'm you know kind of a jack of all trades, but um, I'm a, I'm you know country singer. I love classic country, '90s country, and uh, we met. Um, I opened for Tyler Booth at the Palladium in Worcester, and. Um, you know, I've been I've been playing since Off the Rails open over the summer. I've been playing there. Wow. I mean, I don't know a lot, at least once a week, and uh, you know, having a great time, just kind of getting back into it. I'm I'm kind of coming back from like a five year hiatus, you know, where I was I was performing a bunch. I was in a band and um, playing, you know, probably three or four nights a week at like you know, bars and county fairs and festivals and shit like that. And, and then I moved to New England to go to school and, um, and didn't have time for a band, hardly had time to really practice. And, um, and now I'm, you know, getting back into the swing of it and, and uh, off the rails has been a really great place to, um, you know, step back into doing what I love. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, I, I, I started singing there one night the first week they open and I mean it's like it's just been like I don't know like a lucky penny you know like I've, yeah. I've had a lot of really great opportunities thanks to those guys so that's yeah. awesome yeah this being so one how, of them for sure yeah hell yeah so how did that come about you know like you you know you're pretty much you know you have a residency there you know you're there every Wednesday night yeah you know, like clockwork. Did, yep. did they come to you and say, Hey, we want you here? Or did you go to them and be like, Hey, I want to be here. So, so a little bit of both. Yeah. So I, um, okay. so when they opened, there was, there was an article that ran um, in the newspaper and my girlfriend showed me and she was like, you know, there's a country bar in Worcester. Like this sounds like perfect for you. And at that point I hadn't, I hadn't played a gig. And like I said, like probably five or six years. Um, and so I just, you know, kind of sent a cold call out and emailed them and, and sent them my resume of what I had been up to, you know, before I moved here. And, um, and they were like, all right, we got a, we got an open slot on Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. And that was like three days from when I called. Oh, and so, so I was like, you know, all right. And so, um, there was a lot of, um, faking it you know, faking that confidence <laughs> the first night, you know? So, so, yeah. you know, like I, I, you know, I love performing. I love singing. And, and like, but I was like, man, I haven't sat and sang for like three hours straight in years. And like, I was like, I don't even know if I have the songs. 
for three hours. Right. So, um, thankfully everything went well. And, and, um, I guess I, you know, I don't really know the whole story, but I guess the guy they had the night before was kind of a clunker a little bit. Uh, all right. Yeah. And so, and so they were like, they were like, whatever this is, we're like, this is what we're looking for. Yeah. And, um, so by the time I got home, I had, I had an email from their booking guy and he was like, you know, like send me your availability. And so I was there, uh, maybe like once or twice a week for like the next month. And then I reached out to him and I was like, you know, why don't we do like, let's do like once a week or whatever. And so for a while we were doing every Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah. And then I was like, let's just do, you know, let's do Wednesdays. Um, cause I live, you know, I'm about 45 minutes out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, let's just do every single Wednesday. And I, I think I missed in like six months, I got COVID and missed one Wednesday. But yeah, I'm there. I'm there every week, man. And I, I have a great time. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my my six. I'm not. Well, where the hell am I? My off the rails story is kind of similar to that. Right. Um, so I kind of started this thing and, you know, off the rails had just opened when I really started. OK. And I was like, you know, I hadn't checked it out. And, um, you know, I had heard things about mm -hmm. it and you know full full disclosure good things bad things you know whatever, right you know? right so i had saw that tyler booth was coming and they were doing this thing and so i was like you know what i'll reach out see what the hell's going on you know maybe it's a good you know a good stepping stone mm -hmm. and you know being close enough where if, if the night was a disaster <laughs> you know i'm not an hour away I'm yeah yeah sli yeah slip out slip out and go home right right <laughs> so the the guy that was doing the booking for them at the time mm -hmm. you know him and i were going back and forth and he's like yeah i think it's a great opportunity blah 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 um so i was like yeah sure what the hell um so I know to off the rails, I was a huge pain in the ass to them at the beginning. <laughs> hey, you, you and know. me both, man. <laughs> and I probably, you know, I probably still am. You know, I, you know, I probably email Eric once a week about, you know, whatever's going on because it's like, you got to stay in the loop. You got to oh, stay at sure. the forefront. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, with the venue opening mm -hmm. uh, soon, um, I think that's going to be a, a real go-to spot and a great addition to the city of Worcester. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, so I, I kind of got a, um, like a preview of some of the, some of the artists that they were sending some contract offers to the oh, other nice. day and um, it like jaw dropping, honestly. And, and really, I mean like people that, so, so, I was talking to the manager there and um, he was like, you know, so do you want to open for any of these? And I was like, I want to open for every single one of these, <laughs> yeah, you know, of like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of, you know, that's kind of how I was with the Tyler Booth show too. Like, you know, they yeah. were talking about putting on some, putting on some shows at the Palladium and, and, you know, I was trying to be a bug in their ear a little bit, you know? And, um, and so when they announced it, I was like, Hey, you know, if you're looking for somebody, let me know. Right. And, uh, you know, they've been, they've been super kind and helpful and, and, um, really giving me some cool opportunities, um, you know, to, to play music, which is, you know, I love yeah. doing it. So, so yeah, I'm happy absolutely. for, you know, I, I, I always 
joke around like I've played for my dog for a long time. So it's <laughs> yeah. re- so it's really nice to play for <laughs> like real people, you know. Yeah, you know, it, you know, kind of, it's just, for me. My pitch to them was like, listen, you know, it's it's free publicity, it's free advertising, more or less. Like, you know, let me come. I'll I'll write reviews and do reviews of the shows and the mm-hmm. artists. You know, so it's a win for them. It's a win for you guys. Like, you know. Oh yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest, obviously, but at the end of the day, what I've done with them and the experiences I've had have not been negative at all, you know? So, right. You know, but I, I mean, if God forbid there was a night where, you know, so-and-so played and they sounded like shit, you know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, that was the greatest <laughs> show I've ever right. seen. Right. Exactly. You know, cause exactly. that doesn't do anybody any good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, going back to that night, you and I met, sure. You know, it's, you know, doing this, you know, yeah, you want to give everybody a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw, you know, I, I scoured the internet for you and <laughs> nothing was coming up. There's the, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing. And I'm I'd, like, I'd well, like to say it's like a, you know, like I like to be private, but I'm, I'm just terrible with social media. <laughs> so and I was like, and I, and honestly, I said to myself, oh my God, this guy is going to suck. It's oh, it's going to, it's going to be, gonna... like, <laughs> be yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those shows to show up late for. Right, right, right. And, and nothing against you. But no, I, no, I get know. it. And then I'm standing there, and there's, you know, it wasn't a huge turnout that night. Right. But, like, you get on stage, and you start to play, and I went, okay, the night can end now. <laughs> you well, know, because, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I mean it, man. Like, you have one of those voices and one of those talents that country music needs now more than ever. You know, I, 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 I agree that like my, my style, you know, and like the songs that I'm drawn to, um, are definitely, you know, I sing that because it's what I love and I would love to see more of that yeah, out, out in the world. You know, like I would love to go to a show or even go to a restaurant and, and hear, you know, like really good, like just like, just hundred percent country music. Right. And, you know, like I, you know, like I play some Eagles and like Eric Clapton and shit. Like if I get bored during my set, but like, <laughs> right. you know, like I, I, I love country music and, and like classic stuff and 90s stuff. And just like, you know, like stuff, like when you hear it, you're like, you're not wondering if it is country. Right. You know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you saying that though. That was, that was a, that was a fun night. And I was, I was, um, really happy to, um, you know, it's a, it's a, not necessarily a big step, but it's definitely a, um, a step to go, you know, from playing to a, playing in a bar to, you know, back to a stage with a sound man and stuff. And, and like I said, I, I hadn't done that in a couple of years. And so it was nice to get back to it and, and, you know, I feel like I still had it a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, but, well, that night, that night you had it, you know, and you really, <laughs> I really, you know, I know a lot of like opening acts are really to warm up the crowd right. and all that right. stuff. And like you did, like you had everybody, you know, you had everybody in that room glued to you because I don't think really anybody expected what they heard. I I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of my, one of my favorite performers is George Strait. Cause he like, yeah. I've seen him live a couple of times and he like, he comes out and he like just swags on out there and stands there you know it doesn't really say anything he doesn't move around he just anybody just sings like like 
you're like, I can't believe what I'm hearing, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, I, you know, my whole thing is like, if I'm playing music, I want it to be about the music, you yeah. know, like there can be smoke and lights and, you know, fire and pyro and shit. But like, <laughs> if the, if the music's not there, like, what are you, what are you staying for? You know, like, what right. are you, why are you going? And so, um, you know, for me, like going into that night, kind of like picking songs and stuff, I was like, I, I'm going to play what I would want to hear if I was, if I was standing out there. And so, you know, it's kind of, kind of stressful to be like, you know, what if nobody wants to hear this shit, you know, right, but, right, right. but you know, like, it, like I'll like it, but maybe I'm the only one, but um, right. yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was a, a good crowd too. Cause Tyler Booth's pretty, he's definitely got some pretty traditional roots and, yeah. and a pretty classic sound. Um, right. And so he sounded great that night too. Um, he really did, you know, for, for somebody who had never been to the area, even though it wasn't a huge, huge crowd, you know, it mm -hmm. was pretty, it was pretty good for, you know, really where it was. And oh yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He you was know, uh, like, he's a, he's a real deal. You know, I think he's, he's got, got a pretty, pretty good career yeah. in front of him. Yeah. He definitely has what it takes for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's, you know, people talk all the time about where we are situated and all that. And, you know, country music in new England haven't always gone hand in hand. Right. Um, but I really think that with the things Worcester is doing, you know, whether it's at the Palladium now or um, off the rails and even the Centrum, the acts they've gotten there that are country, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really kind of becoming the hub of the genre in this area. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think what Worcester has going for it too, is there's a lot of people um coming into the area you know like like close enough like we are to go see a show you know right. i'm i'm pretty rural i'm like in the middle of nowhere but you know if yeah. there's a if there's a good show in worcester you know it's not you know it's it's well within the means to go drive in there and and see something right and um and you know i think there's there's a bunch of colleges and young kids and like country's cool right now yeah. like it isn't always cool but country's very cool right now yeah. and um and so, you know, like I'm, you know, a guy like Luke Combs could sell out, you know, the DCU center in a minute, you know, right. I'm sure because, of, <laughs> right, right. because you know, he, he, there's, the size, there's, right. yeah, there's a lot of young guys, uh, a lot of young people moving in and out of Worcester that are, you know, I would assume a lot of country fans, um, yeah. you know, like that, that was my situation. You know, I'm, I'm from a really small town in like Amish country, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so I grew up on like bluegrass and, and classic country. And, um, and I moved to Worcester and, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of it. And, and I know I wasn't the only person looking for it. Right. You know? And, and um, I was, I was living in Worcester when Garth Brooks came to the DCU center. And yeah. I think he played like, like for a week straight there. I think like it, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, it was like a weekend stint. Like oh my Friday god! Yeah, Sunday, and he played two shows. He was each. playing two shows. It was, it's unbelievable. You know, it's it, funny because I was going to mention that because that was my wife and I's like first real date. Really? Was Garth at the DCU Center? That's yeah. funny. That was that, that was, was now six years ago. Pretty much this past weekend. That that was wow. that show was the first time my girlfriend met my parents. Was at the Garth Brooks wow. show there too. That's, so that's funny. That's yeah, funny. That's, that's awesome. But. And oh my God, I, I, I love Garth, right? Like I, yeah. me and my dad are like 
we love Garth and, and, um, that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I grew up on and like driving in my dad's car. Like that's what I, we would hear, like the Garth double live album. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. And so, um, and, um, so we, you know, when he started coming on tour, we were like, we got to go like anything close. And then yeah. we probably saw him like, I'm thinking like four or five times in two years. And he, he plays for so long you know, like his his encores are like an hour. And <laughs> yeah. By the by the end, we were like, okay, we're like piano man's coming, or like American Pie's coming. It's time to go. Let's yeah. get out of here. You know, like we're like, oh my god, he's like, he's literally sings until you're like almost sick of him. Right. You, you know? know, it's it's crazy. Know, it's, so, it's so funny you say that because that was the first time I had ever seen Garth. My wife, you know, my now wife, she had seen him once, once mm-hmm. or twice before, and at the time we had a roommate that you know my parents drove us in dropped us off so we could drink and have a great time and then right. my, our roommate was picking us up mm-hmm. so i texted him i texted our roommate at the point where he played friends in low places because i right. figured the night was over <laughs> Thinking and that over. was all that was already an hour and a half in yeah yeah and oh that was that was probably halfway Right, and then <laughs> another hour and a half goes by, and my my buddy's sitting out in the parking lot, and one of the he's like, "Where the fuck are you guys?" And I'm like, "He's still going." <laughs> I'm like, "We haven't even done an encore yet." He goes, "You That's texted wild. me an hour and a half ago," and I was like, "I know." That's so funny. Yeah, I I saw, um, he, when he played at Yankee Stadium, we were like, uh, we were like, we we gotta go, and yeah. and I I just happened to like you know, I was like on Ticketmaster at the right time and, and got some tickets. And, and so we went and he was playing two nights and the first night was like, everything was awesome. And of course that's not the night we were there. We were there the second night right. and there's this huge thunderstorm rolling through. And so they decide they're going to push the show off until after the storm. And so the storm lasts all night. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're standing like in the concourse of Yankee Stadium, which is like not a terrible place to hang out. Right. right. Like it was it was pretty cool. But um he ended up going on, I'm thinking like one o'clock in the morning. And then played as long as he usually plays. And my girlfriend and I drove back from New York City to Worcester and we went, got back to Worcester at sunrise and got breakfast at a diner but on the way home. Damn. From the from the concert, it was insane, and That's we were awesome. and and we slept all day. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. like I mean, it's a great memory, but like, yeah, man, talk about a long show. That was a that was probably like a twenty four hour show. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um, it's just so crazy how you know somebody at you know he's not old by any means, but I mean mm-hmm. he's not young either. You know that he can still get out there, night in and night out, and play the way he does and oh, perform yeah. the way he does you know it's it's insane it's yeah, i you, mean i don't know i don't know how he does it are you guys going to the gillette show no so we we were looking at tickets and and um we were thinking about it and then by the time we were we were like ready to bite the bullet and buy some tickets it was pretty much sold out but um we we were really looking at really looking at going and um we'll see We'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's some, you know, ways to get some tickets last minute. But yeah, I'm I'm sure there will be with uh, <laughs> with how many with, seats there are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because it's we had we had gotten we had gotten tickets originally for when he was here in October or supposed to be here in October. Oh, that's right. We, that's we right. We had killer killer seats. Okay. 
and then you know with the cancellation like it was i was pissed oh <laughs> like, and then you you lost those seats then right i lost lost those seats that's, um, yeah that's shitty and then luckily enough we were able to get you know tickets for this one um, yeah through through some through some contacts but <laughs> Uh, not to blow up their spot or anything. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't. I think I've only seen. I saw George Strait there a couple of years ago, and, and it was a, yeah. it was a good show. But I mean, that's a that's a huge place. I don't even think George Strait sold it out, which is no. I mean, just a testament to like how big that stadium is. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's also one of those things where, you know, country music right now, especially around here, is is really a younger crowd. You oh know, yeah, for and, sure. And the and nothing against the younger generation, but they don't know George Strait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and they certainly don't, you know, care enough to go out and be like, "Hey, let's let's figure this out because this guy's coming here." Right, right. You know, a uh, hundred bucks towards, you know, a guy like Luke Combs is a lot easier to spend for for the younger right. country music fans. Right. You know, yeah, I which mean, I get. It, it definitely was for me, you know, because I saw <laughs> I saw Luke at the DCU Center when he came around that that the last time he was here, and okay, it was you know one of the greatest shows I had ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I mean, so one of one of the things that I love to do is just like I'll find a video, like a two hour video of like live live shows. Yeah, and I'll just watch them, like you know, and I love like like the you know the really dumb shit like i like seeing like what guitar they're playing and like you know what like the you know like luke combs has like microphones on on the four corners of the stage and i'm like how does he decide where he's gonna go you know like the you know like little shit like that and i watch that all day but like i mean luke combs like i've probably watched 30 of his shows and like i don't think that guy like misses a note no you know he's he's incredible yeah, he really is. It's you know, and it's it's just crazy how out of nowhere and quickly he blew up. You oh know, yeah, it was really you know almost overnight. You know, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with his Vine stuff to releasing a song to for sure, you know, unbelievable. For sure, yeah. I mean, um, I see a, I see a lot of similarities between him and Chris Stapleton, just kind of in the way they you know put a lot of work in behind the scenes, kind of, and then yeah blew up and then people are like you know like it's nice when somebody makes it big time and they've got like 10 years of songs to go back and check out yeah you know um but i mean they deserve it they're they're awesome yeah so what are you doing with your music are you writing anything original are you doing anything original are you just (coughs) you know loving the loving the covers or (laughs) Yeah, so 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 mostly what I do is is covers. Um, yeah. You know, like when I was, like all the bands I was in were all were all cover bands and and stuff. And what's funny is I'm so I'm a writer. Like I write novels. Yeah. As which, you know, which we like, were gonna get to. So that's awesome. <laughs> and then um, and I play music, but I it's so hard for me to like mingle those two. And um, so you know, there's there's some songs bumping around, but. So um, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, none of that makes sense to me. It it doesn't make sense to me either, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I I wish I could make it make sense. So, uh, all right, let let's yep. let, let's yeah. go into this. Let's yeah. go into this one foot at a time. Yep. <laughs> so right now, I know you you have a novel out already. Yes. Okay, 
Now I know. I think by the time this episode actually comes out, so a lot. It's going to be like a perfect storm of shit. I think. I think your novel will already have the next one will already have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, based on I think what I see because it's coming out soon, right? Our time it's coming is, out coming out uh, the end of April. Okay, yeah. So perfect, which is pretty much when this episode is going to end up coming right. out because of perfect all other shit that's going on. <laughs> um, it's not against you. It's just nope. the way the schedule is working nope, out. That's how it works. I got it. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many I have. Epi- I have conversations I did in January that aren't coming out until for another like six weeks. But that's crazy. And, Anyway, anyway, I digress. So by the time this comes out, the new book will have come out. Mm-hmm. I think the, from what I'm being told, I don't know how true it is. Um, the off the rails venue will be a week or so from opening. That's the plan, or, I guess. Or opening already. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess we could talk about it because by the time this comes <laughs> out, everything's going to be released anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What was the, what's the first book about? I mean, I know what it's about, but for the people right. that don't. Right. So the first book is called West of Wanting. It came out um, a couple of years ago. And uh, it's, it's about two brothers. And they, so it, it takes place in the 1940s in a sm- really, really small town on a ranch in um, Hayes County, Nebraska. And basically their mother passes away. And in her will, she leaves behind. Um, this revelation for these brothers to basically figure out. Um, and, um, and, you know, so, so basically the ranch and the family as they know it is not true, uh, is, wow. is, is all, is all I'll say. And, um, and so they, <laughs> they just wake up one day and, and like, you know, rowdy kids that want to be cowboys, they, saddle up a couple horses and they ride a thousand miles from Hayes County, Nebraska. Well, I don't think it's a thousand miles. It's like 500 or something crazy. From Hayes County, Nebraska to Fort Collins, Colorado, and then up to Cheyenne, Wyoming. And they're looking for answers and they're looking for um, kind of a reckoning on, on what happened to their family after their mother passed away. And um, it's a, it's a, it's a wild ride. So it's, <laughs> it's a movie already that should, or a movie that should be already made. It, it definitely, um, you know, I, I think it would be a great movie. I would watch this movie if I'm being totally honest. Um, you know, I think maybe, I don't know if I can vouch a hundred percent for the writing, but definitely the story could be a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so where did this whole story come from? Okay. Yeah, so so this is a this is kind of a long story, but I'm going to keep it short. That's all okay. Right. This, I, I have this is, I'm here I have, for you, bro. I have a notepad in front of me, and all it says is "be brief" because I, I I'm I'm not good at being brief. That's why I write novels and not like short stories. Okay? But, <laughs> but my my grandma always says I I go around the world to wipe my own ass. That's what she says. <laughs> so so I'm going to try not to do that. But oh, that's awesome. All right, so the the short story is basically I when I moved to um, Worcester so I don't I don't think we ever talked about this but I moved to Worcester actually to go to med school I'm actually a doctor I'm not practicing right now but I'm a doctor and so um, a doctor in what uh, I'm a doctor of optometry so an eye doctor 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So I hey I, I said I was a jack of all trades. So So does your girlfriend ever look at you sometimes and go, Jared, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she you know, she she said one time, um she we were like having dinner with some of her coworkers and she was like, you know, Jared's a singer. Jared wrote a book, Jared's a doctor, and she was like, People are gonna think I'm lying. Like right. people are gonna think I'm just making shit up about you. <laughs> but um I you know, I mean I would love to just be like really good at one thing yeah but that's you know that's not the way my life has gone down so far so you're really good at three really important things so that's that's good (laughs) so so um so in 2015 i moved to worcester from pennsylvania um to go to to go to medical school and then in at the end of medical school in the last like six months i had the opportunity to go work at the veterans hospital in Cheyenne, Wyoming Mm -hmm. and work with patients out there. And, you know, I've been, I was like, I've been singing about Cheyenne, Wyoming for my entire (laughs) life. I might as well go see what it's like. Right. So, so, you know, I pack my hat, pack my boots and I'm like ready to get out there. And, um, and I would, I would commute back and forth every once in a while between Cheyenne and Colorado and I would leave super early in the morning and I would leave when it was still dark out and, and the sun would rise at the, like, I would be driving through the Rocky mountain foothills. And when the sun rises over the mountains, it's kind of crazy. Cause it like the top of the mountains catch the light first. Yeah. And so it kind of like the sun almost like falls down the mountains. And so I would be driving this like, like really boring stretch of highway that was like straight as an arrow. And this one morning I was like listening to some really good music and there were, there were wild um, bison on my left and there was a sunrise over the Rocky mountains on the right. And I was like, this is like, this is like something worth doing here. And it was just like, you know, like a watershed moment for me. And I was like, this is, this is like, I gotta, I gotta do something with this. And I had been, um, you know, like, if I was bored in class or whatever, like I would just write little stories and like, I, I, I read a lot and my mom's a librarian and like, I grew up with books and reading and writing and whatever, and never really took it super seriously. And then when I, when I graduated from med school, I had a a job opportunity that fell through like basically like a clerical thing, right? Like, and it was like my dream job, all of a sudden it was gone. And I was like pretty devastated. Right. And, so I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm pretty burnt out from like going to school for like forever. And, um, so I'm going to take a little time and work on some other projects and writing was one music was one. And, um, so I just started sitting down and forcing myself to, you know, write about what it would be like to see, you know, bison and the Rocky mountains and, um, you know, like what that would feel like if, if um, I had no idea that they were going to be there. Yeah. And so that was kind of like, that was, that was where the idea came from for that book. And, and then, you know, the characters kind of created themselves a little bit while I was writing it. That's um, awesome. So yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the story yeah. on that one, but. What? I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm amazed. I'm amazed how, <laughs> 
how this this happens. So so you write this whole thing, and then do you yeah. pitch it to somebody, or did somebody you know did you reach out while you were writing it and say, hey, this is what I'm writing about, yada yada yada. Who wants yeah. to buy it? Yeah. So so what's crazy is like writing the book is the easy part. Yeah. Right. So so I I had it written, and and it probably took me. I think it took me six months to write it and then about a year to edit it mm-hmm. maybe like maybe like you know nine months and um and then when I felt like it was as good as I could get it um then I started sending it out to agents um like literary agents and seeing if anybody wants to bite and then at that point if anybody bites on that then they have to turn around to printers and publishers and say like you know and then they have to basically sell it again. So I have right. to sell it to somebody and then they have to sell it for me, basically. And so, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm not good at that. Like, I'm a terrible salesman. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I would, I would love to, you know, like, sell myself on social media a little bit, you know, like, you know, have a little bit more of a presence. But, um, yeah, that's the – so. And then I've got another one coming out. Um, the end of April called the devil in these hills. And I'm pretty excited about that one. And, uh, I think that one, that one would be a pretty good movie too. What's so what's that one about? Yeah. All right. So this one is, um, this one takes place in the eighties, 1980s in, um, the Texas hill country. And basically there's a, there's a family, the Jimenez family, uh, moves to a new town. There's once again, there's two brothers, teenage brothers, and they, um, are the new kids at this school and um, the school bully um, takes an interest in, in the younger brother and, you know, starts beating the shit out of him basically. And, and by the end of the, by the end of the first week, the bully is dead and he was stabbed by the younger brother. And so the town of course um, wants to say that it's murder and, and, the brother's teacher comes out in his defense and the whole town is in an uproar about, um, you know, is it self-defense? Is it murder? And, uh, this whole time the school bully's father is like out on the town exacting revenge on everybody. That's basically speaking ill of his dead son. So, yeah, man, that, where the hell, that's unbelievable. That's a. That, I, I want to know more. Like I'm not a reader by any yeah. stretch, but like yeah. the way you talk about these books, it's like shit. Now I gotta get them. <laughs> now I gotta read. Now you gotta read. Son I know. You know, my neighbor. My neighbor. I I gave him a copy of my book, and he goes, he goes, thanks, man. I'm not gonna read it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> like, oh, whatever, man. Oh, Put it on the right, shelf. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, now. Well, I'm going to ask like the faux pas question. Is mm-hmm. there a audio version of these books coming? Um, that's something that I've been, you know, toying with a little bit and um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, I could see you reading us the book. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a big undertaking, but yeah. you know, I've, I've got the time. So <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't, uh, I'm not going to say no. Right. That's what I'll say. So in between the first book and this book, right? how much time has passed and how much time did it take you to write this second book? Uh, so this book took me, 
probably about a year to write. Um, yeah. I did a, I did a little bit more research for this one just because I, I hadn't lived in, in this setting, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I, I did a little bit more research on, on the time period and, the and, the and the people and the, and the area. Um, and then I would say probably, I don't know, six months to write it. And then about a year again, editing or revising and rewriting. Wow. But, um, yeah, I just, I just got the, the first box of advanced copies and they're beautiful. I mean, like this cover is like, I almost can't believe that it's my book when I look at the cover. Cause I'm like, that shit is, <laughs> it, it looks too pretty to be my book, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, man. that's incredible. So to, for people that don't know, I mean, obviously sure. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. You can, um, but can, can you, if for the few bookstores that are around still, can you get them there too? So we're, we're working on um, getting it into some brick and mortar stores. So when, okay. when my first book came out, um, physical bookstores were pretty much closed nationwide because of COVID. Yeah. Um, it came out in August, 2020. And so there, you know, there wasn't like, like I was looking at, maybe doing like some book signing events and like some readings and getting it into bookstores. And, and there was, you know, none of that was happening because of yeah. COVID. Um, and so with this book, we're, we're trying to push it out um, into some bookstores. It's definitely going to be available, um, you know, in like a local market around yeah. here. Um, yeah. And we're, you know, hopefully, hopefully Barnes and Noble takes notice to it. And, and some yeah. of the bigger stores can, can bring Follow. it out but yeah. um yeah because man, i'm sure it's... there's gonna be a cost to that right putting a, putting a book into a store yeah so well yeah so it's it's basically the cost comes with um you know the like a physical bookstore basically requires like i'm kind of putting barnes and noble on blast here unintentionally <laughs> but but like so to, to, to well they're be, the only ones anymore they're, so. they're the only ones left you're right so like to even be considered to go on to the shelves of Barnes and Noble, um, you need to sell your book to them at 55% off. Oh, Jesus. Right? So, so whatever, you know, whatever they make on that book is going to be based on getting it for more than half off. And at that point, you know, like for, for a writer like me, who's, you know, not going to sell a million copies, like the margins are pretty razor thin already right. Right. and then so 55 percent off is, is a big that's a big chunk of yeah of of anything you know but um we'll see we'll see what happens but it's definitely uh they should both be by the time this comes out they should be both be available um on amazon and um we're working on getting a site up at jaredreiner.com where you can you can order signed copies of both of them that's awesome that's yeah, so man. good. You know, that's so, so do you have, I know, you know, this one is just finished, but do you have plans for a third? Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the middle of researching one. I was actually working on it. Um, you know, right, right when you called him, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk doing some research on a third one and, um, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm excited. I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty cool. Now. So, you're doing research for this third one. Now mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a storyline in your head or written out or, you know, 
um, outlined or what have you. Right. Like the other two, how much will this story do you think will change from today till the time it's out? Um, it it would probably be unrecognizable if I had really? to guess. Yeah. So wow. so the first one, uh, my first book was was um, from the time I got the idea to the time it was written down. It was it was pretty close. It was pretty tight when I had the idea yeah. in my head. Um, and then my second one, I just kind of was like, it just kind of started as like, I, I guess I got to sit down and write something again. And um, I was probably 50 pages into that one when I was like, you know what, like the setting's not right. The character's not right. The conflict isn't right. I'm going to scrap the entire thing and start over somewhere in Texas. And so I was literally just looking at a map of Texas, like a highway map of Texas. And I saw this little town called Uvalde, Texas. And I was like, that's the place. I don't know anything about it, but like, that's where the story is going to be. Wow. And so that's, I started doing some research for a couple of days on the town and, and the area and um, just kind of, you know, went to bed thinking about it, got up thinking about it, thought about it in the shower, you know, walking around with my dog and eventually just got enough to go full steam ahead. So so where was the original setting? Uh, the original, so the original setting, it was actually going to be um, a Catholic school in New England. Huh. And it was going to be, you know, basically uh, the same, the same conflict, like a, you know, like a, a bully situation and a, and a good teacher and a, and a bad guy of a dad coming after everybody. Yeah. Um, and just something about it. I was like, you know, it's like, it's hard it's hard to, to write something about, you know, I'm not, I'm not a super religious guy, but like, it's hard to write about a Catholic school and not seem preachy about it. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, right. I, like, I, I don't know if I could do this for 300 pages. You know, I think I might be exhausted by the end of it. And, right. and um, so I was like, you know what I got, you know, I, I got cowboy boots. I've been to Texas. Let's, let's go to Texas, baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, hell yeah. And I mean, and really, like, you know, based on the um, the brother's last name, you know, and being the 80s, you know, it, mm -hmm. you know, ultimately an immigrant family coming into a Texas town and yes. then being, you know, being the ones to, you know, ultimately kill this kid. You know, that's that's right. That right there is a story all in itself. Right. Yeah. So that that's a that's a huge, a huge conflict in, in this book and, and how, you know, this family is you know so the, the kid's name is gabriel jimenez and he moves into this this town where where this bully and his family have been you know their roots are in this town for hundreds of years and um even though this this kid was you know born and raised in texas gabriel jimenez right. was born and raised in texas just because of a last name and a heritage you know these yeah the the entire town can can come after you and right. it's yeah. it it's amazing huh a, a story set in the 80s and how how different our world is today in 2022 oh yeah yeah you know yeah i mean it's uh it, it was a tough one to write too because some of the you know some of the the you know like the action scenes and the conflicts and and like some of the things some of the characters had to say i was like man i don't i don't love this you know like yeah but i mean you, you know, know it's, it's right Right. It's you know it's a, it's all for the all for the story and it's all for the you know for the 
right. development of the of the conflict and the characters. But like, right, man, it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough, you know. Yeah. And you know it it. But that also goes to, you know, talk to talk to the times too. You know, it's you oh know, for I'm, sure. For I'm sure. a big you know I. My wife gets mad that I say it out loud, but like, <laughs> you know, I hate, you know, I'm a big history guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like huge, huge, huge. If I wasn't doing what I do, you know, history and could get paid to be like a history uh, researcher or whatever, right. like I would do it. Nice. Um, you know, but I'm, a, I hate, like absolutely loathe when people, you know, a society, a culture or whatever tries to put, you know, our current morality on things that have happened in the past. Okay. Like, I can't stand it, you know, and, and, <laughs> and for, the, for that reason, it's like, you know, a lot of things have changed in, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100, 150 years, right. you know, the way right. people, you know, because people don't see it that way. They don't see like, oh, well, it was a different time, yada, 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 right. you know, and I get, I totally understand it. I totally understand. Right. But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change the way it happened. Right. 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 We we know now that that was a bad idea, and they might have known then it was a bad idea. <laughs> but they still did it. But they still yeah. did it, and yeah. they had their reasons. Right. You know, I'm not saying they're good re- <laughs> good reasons <laughs> by any stretch, but yeah. you know, it's you know, it's it's just so crazy to me. They're like, well, we wouldn't do that now. Well, no shit, we wouldn't do it now because <laughs> you know. We have a lot of thi- we have a lot of technology and a lot of education that they didn't have there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's. But now I'm preaching. Now I feel like I'm preaching again <laughs> on my soapbox. Hey, this is um, you know, but this is this is your congregation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, 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 at yeah. this point, everybody has stopped listening to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me. It's just you and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and like, you know, it is what it is. You know, but that's. I think that's a testament to you and who you are that, you know, if, if those things were easy to write about, you know, then, then we'd have a different conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know? and, and, you know, I, 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 you know, trying to, this is a, this is a half-wit attempt to loop back to music here, but like in music and writing, like I, I, I try to be like very true to the, the art of it, you know, like yeah. I, I love, sitting down with a guitar and playing a song that somebody put a lot of hours into. And I love like sitting down with a book and like reading a book, knowing that like somebody was, somebody was like hunched over a desk looking at that comma and thinking like, is it going to stay or is it going to go? You know? And, (laughs) and, um, I don't, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of similarities that I found in, in, books and writing and music i just i wish i could find that similarity and just write some damn songs you know yeah so so do you find that it's hard to write songs based on you know your own personal things because because you are a you know a more or less a full-time author um i yeah i think i i think i maybe judge myself a little bit harder than i than i should and um and I mean, there's, there's guys like, I'm a big fan of Jason Isbell and um, he, his songwriting is very like, I think he could write an incredible book, right? Yeah. Like his, his writing is really, really incredible and, and almost literary. And um, I would love to be able to do something like that. But every time I sit down, you know, 
even if I have an idea or a line, it's just like a, you know, a beast that I've never, I've never faced before almost, yeah. you know? So, um, it's a, it's a work in progress. So you should just write songs based on your books and like put out soundtracks to them. That is, that's actually a great idea. I might have to write that one down. You know, like, why not? You know, I mean, if Kevin Costner can do it with Yellowstone. That's true. That's true. Yellow, Yellowstone does have some great music. Yeah, it does. It really does. Have you been, have you been watching that? I have been. I have been. I, I was, I gotta be honest. I, I didn't love this last season. No, I didn't either. Seemed it was very boring. Yeah. I thought, um, and. They could have did so much more with it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. And, you know, and once again, maybe I'm looking at it from the lens of a writer, but like, I feel like he kind of, um, the Taylor Sheridan, I feel like kind of lost sight of some of the characters and like what yeah. they're there for. Right. Yeah. And like John Dutton kind of just becoming like, like moping around the ranch like that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, like that's not why we're watching the show, you know, yeah. you know. I, you know, I'm not defending anybody, right? Because I've never really yeah, yeah. written anything in my yep. entire life. But I think because, maybe because of how much time was between season three and season four and the pandemic mm-hmm. and, you know, all that, you know, maybe it was tough to get, to get a story out. In a, oh, in for a, sure. For you know, sure. And then, you know, what he, I don't know if you watched 1883, but that. I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Oh, no, I haven't. Is it oh. good? Yeah, it looks I good. Mean, it it looks it like is. like what what you would want Yellowstone to to kind of be, you know? Right, and you know, it's for me. You know, there was a few episodes in the middle there that were like, "All right, like, is the hour over yet?" <laughs> right. Um, but the way, you know, and I say it to my wife, I'm like, I have to sit down, I think, and watch it from start to finish again. You know, without any like week in between each episode, mm-hmm. because it really reads. You know, I think this is where you would appreciate it. It reads like a novel, or or it shows like a novel. You know, okay. it's very detailed. It's very intricate. Right. You know, there's a there's a lot of um, description for an episode. Right. You yeah, know? I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sure. definitely it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah, um, I mean, if Sam Elliott's in something, I'm I'm usually down for it. Yeah, because so. yeah, he, he is, he's the epitome. Of, <laughs> he, he is the know. cowboy, yeah. Right, right. Um, so now, you know, we've, we've talked about a, a ton of stuff now. Right. Um, between your music and your book, and, <coughs> you know, you, you being a doctor. Uh, it's, 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 <laughs> we, co- it, we covered it all. We did, we did. And I'm sure we could cover so much more. Um, but, um. What what would you ultimately, like if somebody came to you tomorrow and said, you mm-hmm. know, Jared, you, you have to pick one of these three things. Man, what, that's a great what question. What does that look like to you? That That's a really good question. Or let, let me, let me better, let me rephrase it mm-hmm. because, because she's probably the most important um, factor in it. What if your girlfriend comes to you tomorrow <laughs> and says, you have to pick one of these things? <laughs> That is, that's a great question. And, you know, I think, I think, honestly, I think I would probably pick, pick music because it, it just, it feels um, it's like, I don't know. It feels like, like the roots are a little bit deeper, you know, yeah. like, uh, like I went to school to be a doctor because I, you know, I, I liked going to school and, um, 
you know, I liked what I was doing and, and um, thought it would be interesting, thought it was something I could do. And, um, you know, I, it, it's funny, like I, I've been more than fine not seeing patients for like two years now, you know, like yeah. focusing on music and books and stuff. And, and um, I, you know, I think I could probably walk away from writing um, and be very proud of, of the work I've already put in. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure, like, I mean, like, I, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating when I say, like, I, I play guitar and sing every single day. Yeah. You know, and like, um, I play, you know, off the rails for three hours every Wednesday. And there are nights when I get home and like have a song, like I'll hear a song on the radio on the, on the drive home. And like, I come home and play for a half hour by myself, you know, and um, I don't, you know, I don't think I could, I could ever like hang the guitar up, you know, hang the, hang yeah. the singing. Um, I mean, I, I play a lot, probably too much, but, um, there's no such thing as too much music, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I just, honestly, it's, it really is like, I, you know, I do it because I love it and, um, I've played a lot of shitty shows and a lot of shows for free and shows where nobody showed up and it's still yeah. like, you know, like I still get to sing and play, you know, and, and like any opportunity that I have to like, you know, strap on a guitar and stand behind a mic is like, I'm going to have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so I told you at the beginning of this through text that I had no questions um, prepared for you, which is kind of a lie. I have two. Okay. Um, let's hear so it. But before I get to those, okay. I just want to, I want to really thank you for this last hour. Um, you know, it's, and please don't take this the wrong way, but I didn't know really where this was going to go. I right. didn't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I never know what to expect coming into these. And I have to tell you that the conversation we just had is probably in my top five of this show. Damn, man. I appreciate that. I you really, know, and, I, you know, I appreciate yeah, hell that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of people now at this point. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, what you have given to me for this is everything I've wanted this show to be. Awesome, man. Um, that, that makes me happy to hear. I yeah, really appreciate that. You know, and I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, you wouldn't be on this show unless there was a connection to country music, right? Of some, right. some sort. Um, for sure. You know, and I tell people all the time, like, we know you have music out. We know you sing songs. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, it's important to know the person behind those songs mm -hmm. so that the song and the music or whatever you're doing in the genre, you know, people can connect with it a little better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, That's what it's did, about. You've done all of that and more. And I can't I honestly can't thank you enough. <laughs> thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. And, and I mean, I appreciate you having me on and talking to me. And it's been a great time. So. Absolutely. And, and you know what? We're going to talk about getting you a little more uh, social media. Uh, here <laughs> you know, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's on my case travesty. to, <laughs> she's on my case to get on TikTok, And I think that's a, that's uh, a step too far. Yeah. That, that might be. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, I don't think you'll see me dancing anytime <laughs> no, soon like that. Do, but I mean, you can get on and just sing and just sing. Know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I, uh, I had a, 
just like a two minute conversation with, with Tyler Booth before the show. Yeah. And before, when I was, I um, was talking to my family about the show and my little cousin, he was like, well, he's not little anymore. He's like 16. And he was like, man, I love Tyler Booth on TikTok. He's awesome. And so I told him, I was like, man, my cousin loves you on TikTok. And he was like, and he's got like such a Southern draw. And he goes, he goes, I do all kinds of stupid shit on there. <laughs> yeah. And that's like all he said. And then he walked away and I was like, yeah, that's, that's rock and roll, man. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah, he's, he's, I really think that, you know, Tyler's one of those people that, you know, in the next couple of years, it's going to be, his name is going to be in the, in the realm of all the other big names. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, him and his dad are, are hustling big time to get, get yeah. his name out and get his, his music out. And, and, you know, it, it deserves to be out there. It deserves airtime and, yeah and uh, yeah, I think there's, there's good does. stuff coming for him. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, thank you so much. Um, my two questions are these, and they're they're super hard questions. So I hope All you're right. sitting. Okay, I am sitting. Um, good. So one, because we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast, the two mm-hmm. questions are about that. Okay. Um, obviously, you have boots. I do have boots. Um, wh- whose boots are you wearing? That sounds that sounds so off. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I so I actually wear Tacovis boots, and um, you know I gotta I gotta get in contact with them because everybody comes on and says Tacovis. Man, you know I I I I just want to say this: I was wearing Tacovis boots before they were cool, you know. <laughs> and I, and I know a lot of people say that about a lot of shit, but like I bought I I actually saw an ad on Instagram when I was in Wyoming for Tacovis boots, and this was probably like. I don't know, three years ago, four years ago. And I was like, and it, I have those, I have like, like honey suede yeah. cowboy boots. Oh my God. They're, they're beautiful, man. They're beautiful. And, um, I'll send you a link. You should get a pair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't I, work for them. I don't take commission, but, but you should get you know, a pair. You know, it's one of those things. Cause I, my wife got me Ariats for mm-hmm. my birthday, right when the pandemic started. Right. And, um, you know, so that's all I know. So that's what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I hear all kinds of things about, you know, this brand or this brand. So it's it's nice to hear. And it's, you know, Tacovas just keep coming up every almost every episode is somebody talking about Tacovas. Really? That's fun. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love mine. And they're they're comfortable and they've held up for three or four years of pretty, pretty hard wear. So, yeah. Now, do you only have one pair? Uh, I, yeah, so I think I do have, only have one pair now. I used to have a pair of, ooh, I think they might have been Ariats or maybe Georgia. Um, yeah. but, uh, um, and they were like, uh, they were like roper boots, right? Like the, like square toes. Yeah. And then I, I was looking for something a little bit more traditional. So I got, I got, um, I got my Tecovis now. So that's all I wear. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's what mine are. Mine are the square toe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, you know, I've gotten them to a point where you know I can slip them on, slip them off, and you know, it's it's almost my everyday. You know, when I was working in an office, that's mm-hmm. that's what I wore. And oh, for sure, for um, sure. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's yeah. Great. Once and it's funny, like once you wear them in, it's like you can't really convince somebody to to no. try another try another brand or get another pair. Like you know, I'll wear mine until they're in tatters. You know, right, right. But now, 
Now, what's your whiskey of choice? Oh, Jim, you're gonna you're gonna kick me off the show. Uh, I don't like whiskey, or I don't drink whiskey. Right? <laughs> so, right? Is that what you're gonna tell me? Uh, it's it's not my favorite <laughs> for sure. It's not my favorite. I'm a I'm a, a head to toe beer guy, man. Really? But yeah, yeah. So you know, I've 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 really want to like whiskey, and uh, I've tried a bunch of whiskey, and just just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I don't know. So- so then what is your beer of choice? Then? My beer of choice, I'm a Yingling guy. Okay, so that makes sense. I uh, I grew up about a half hour from where Yingling is brewed. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, like, you know, that, that that's like, you know, water where I grew up. You know, yeah. like everybody, everybody's drinking Yingling. And um, I, I moved, you know, and I went to college and drinking became a game. Um, I, you know, I, I drank a lot of other shitty beer and, uh, you know, went back to the, went back to the shitty beer that I grew up on. And so I'm a, I'm a, I I mean, I, I drink a yingling every time when I'm singing and off the rails, I always have one next to me. And, uh, so so it's funny you say that because, you know, I'm, I like to talk about myself a lot, so I'm going to plug myself for a minute. Go ahead. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually sick of talking about me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so today, when we're recording this, it is uh, March 3rd, and tomorrow is actually my 35th birthday. Happy birthday, um, Jim. Thanks. I didn't know that. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I remember when Yingling, before Yingling came to New England or Massachusetts or whatever, That's right. like, you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I was 21. It still hadn't gotten here. <laughs> and I remember, you know, driving to like North Jersey just to get it. Yeah. You know, because it was the only way you could get it. You know, we'd yeah. make a day trip out of it because, you know, somebody would go down there and be like, dude, this shit's great. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then they would bring it home. And I remember before Yingling came here, I had I was in Pennsylvania for some reason. I think we were going to Gettysburg, okay. and I bought a ton of it. I bought yeah. a ton of it warm. I brought it home, and you know, it, I I would you know I was working in the restaurant industry at the time, mm-hmm. and every time I saw a beer rep, I was like, "What are we doing about getting Yingling to New England?" <laughs> and you know, there was there's a lot of conversation with that, and you know, it finally was like, "Hey, it's coming." Nice. And nobody, no restaurant I had worked in wanted to carry it because nobody knew anything about it. Really? And I was like, trust me. So one of the bars I worked at, they got it the week it came and, you know, they, they still have it to this day. It's, That's crazy. You know, it's, it's, it, it's definitely one of my go-tos if, um, if I'm drinking beer. But Right. Uh, so what's your favorite whiskey? Like, like for your birthday tomorrow, what are you drinking? So... <laughs> Um, I, that's a good question. Um, because of doing this, I have so many, you know, this, um, <laughs> I have so much that has been sent to me and, and all that, that right. you know, people want me to try and, and feature and all this shit. Um, but I have to say that, so we've been doing in-depth whiskey reviews. And the first one we did was for uh, TX whiskey out of Texas. Okay. And, um, they were the first ones to send me something, and I'm not saying it because it was the first, <laughs> but from the ones I've tried so far, 
Yeah. That one is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, we can't get it up here. Um, okay, it was actually, of course. It was actually illegally, uh, from what I gather, sent to me. <laughs> um, and um, That yeah. makes it taste even better, though. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it really does. You know, and I've got another bottle that's supposed to be coming tomorrow from um, Greenbrier that I'm really looking forward to uh, trying. Okay. Um, you know, I like the Tennessee whiskeys a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like Jack and, you know, Jack, Jack, the original, right? Well, not right. maybe not the original, but that's the one everybody knows. That's the one everybody knows. You're right. Um, so that's always a one that I can, you know, do whatever with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what, what I've tried, you know, there's stuff that I've liked. There's stuff that I haven't really cared for. Um, you know, during the pandemic, I was a big IPA guy. And okay. I couldn't do those because I was drinking <laughs> one and I was all done. And it's like, yep. well, what good is this? Uh, <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Know, you. So, you know, but now it's, it's funny. If I have to drink beer for whatever reason, I have to, I have to do the light stuff. I'm getting too old to be fancy. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've gotten into Miller light because it, you know, it goes down easy. Yeah. It doesn't, um, doesn't stick to the belly. Yeah. You yeah. know? I know. Yeah, I can I can have twelve of those and you know <laughs> still drive home from wherever I am. So hey, I got I got a I got a joke for you. I just thought of this. All right. Do people tell jokes on here? I don't I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a first. Okay. So do you know what Miller Lite and having sex in a kayak have in common? What? It's fucking close to water. <laughs> so, I mean, it's true. It's yeah. very very yeah. true. Feel free to cut that if. If you, no, no, if you, no. Okay. Oh, no. All right. It's so, like, that's that's the other thing. None of these episodes, if you go back and listen to them, none of yeah. them are edited. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And a lot. In a you know, a little insider secret. It's a lot of because I don't know how to. Hey, you know, I I love that. Right. So that I, I just tell people, it's like whatever you say stays. So <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> you know, and I yeah, I, one thing right. Based on some of the shares that I've gotten of people that have, you know, you can tell who likes their episode and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and, that's funny. And that's the numbers funny. I see, you know, you can tell who who uh, who who, who, who likes the episode. Who is telling people? Yeah, yeah, right. acting acting like they never sat for it, right? Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah, right. And you know, and I've had I've even had an episode where it was a great conversation, and then I had said or posted something in favor of something on on our social media account and they asked me to pull their episode entirely. Damn. So my wife said, why don't you not do that ever again? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, so for... sometimes you need, that's why we need to keep girls around. That's you, right. You keep, you know, you gotta, you right. gotta, it's always good to have one close by to stop you from yeah, doing yeah. dumb you shit know, because, sometimes, you know, because, you know, for me, this is not about politics. It's not about the, you know, religion. It's not about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the goings on in the world, even though, you know, they're going, right. they're going on. Yeah. Right. They're going, um, you know, for me, this is like an escape from all that bullshit. Right. Right. You know, I was in politics for a very, very long time. Okay. Um, and you know, it, it has skewed my views on things quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I, I've taken all of, 
you know, the news stations and organi- news organizations and all that from either side, because I need, I need to know both sides. I don't want to mm-hmm. know one side or the other. Right. Um, and it just became too much. So I took, I got rid of all of it, got rid of all of it. And I couldn't honestly have been happier. Oh, I believe it. It's, I believe it. You know, I don't have CNN or Fox news or anybody screaming at me about what I should think about a situation. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if I care enough, I'll research it make my yeah. own opinion and exactly exactly i mean i i um just the other day i was at the gym and they have you know like a wall of tvs yeah, yeah. and they had and they had cnn on one side and fox news on on the other side and i was looking back and forth and just like they were talking about the same story and I, it just blew my mind the way you know yeah. like as 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 a somebody who loves stories right you know like you can take some take something that you know nobody's making this shit up yeah. And, you know, you can you can tell it in a thousand different ways, however you want. And, um, I, you know, I, I think I think you're onto something. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, as growing up and doing it, you know, I, I and I have no bones about talking about it. But like I was a registered Democrat from all, all my life from 18 till last November. And mm-hmm. I just I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take, I couldn't take them. I couldn't take the other side. I was like, I'm, I'm all, I'm all done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I registered independent so that mm-hmm. I can make whatever choice I want to without feeling any sort of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been super healthy for me <laughs> because yeah. I, I had started many a battles. <laughs> with people, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh it's, it's, you know, it's a spiral for sure. Yeah. You know, and I have, you know, I lean, I lean certain ways on certain things. And, you know, I know, I know where my heart and my soul and my core lies. And, you know, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're a candidate or a, look at, now we're getting into this shit, even though I said (laughs) this isn't what this is about, Um, you know, then, then that's, that's the way I'll go. But if not, then, you know, it's no hair off my ass. That's for sure. Hey, you know, we we said it a couple of times, but it's, you know, like you got to be, True to what you're doing and true to yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. But um, so now that now that I've gotten off of that, look at that two soap boxes that I <laughs> promised myself I would never ever get into. Oh man, our our See, better halves are not going to be happy with this one. No, probably not. But well, my wife doesn't listen anyway. She's okay. like, I don't. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if anybody <laughs> I know is going to make it this far either. So, <laughs> so we're right. safe. Hey, I I have a two hour episode that is in the top five listen to um, episodes. So, really? Yeah. Yep. All right, man. I don't I don't know if I could talk for two hours though. No, I don't either. I mean, yeah. and I have to do another one of these this afternoon, so that's a lot. Oh of shit. Fun. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll so, probably I'll, I'll probably read a book and take a nap. But oh, I, sounds, I wish I wish you luck, Jim. That sounds nice. Thank you so much, Jared. <laughs> it's, it was a pleasure having you. I can't wait for uh, the whole world to hear about you because you you deserve it, man. I, I appreciate you saying that, Jim. And I appreciate you having me on. It was Absolutely. awesome talking to you. Yeah, anytime. We'll, uh, we'll stay in touch and I'll see yeah. you super soon with Absolutely. all the things you're doing. Absolutely. And happy birthday. Thanks, man. All right. Take it all easy, right. Jim. Good see talking ya. to you. Good talking to you. Well, there you have it. As you can tell, you know, Jared and I had a great conversation. Um, it's a conversation I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, I've been I've been lucky enough to see Jared a couple of times now since we've recorded this episode. And, you know, 
it's awesome that him and I are friends. Um, at least I consider him a friend. Um, you know, this this dude really means the world to me. You know, in this industry, as as a you know, sometimes a punching bag of you know frustration or whatever, and you know, incredible author, incredible song singer. Um, you know, I I loved hearing about how, you know, at being an author, you know, and the lack of desire, I don't want to even say that, but the lack of um, not knowing what to write about for a song is just unbelievable. It's so cool. It's such an interesting take. Um, I, there's not much more I want to say, or no, there's a pl plenty I want to say, <laughs> but there's not much more I can say that hasn't already been said about this conversation. Um, so Jared, thank you so much for being on. Um, if you haven't already, go check out The Devil in These Hills, um, Jared's latest novel. He also, um, he's the Spur Award nominated author of West of Wanting. That's another, that was his first book we talked about as well in the episode. Go get those books. Absolutely incredible. Um, you know, a, a true friend to the show and a true friend to anybody who would meet him. Um, so Jared, thank you so much. If you're in the Worcester area or local, check him out off the rails Wednesday nights. You definitely don't want to miss it. Absolutely incredible. Hell of a guy and, uh, support local music and local artists like this while they're still local and still doing their, doing the damn thing. Um, so until next time, guys, keep the boots on the ground, the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>